Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Husmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Husmo Black. I don't know where my uh, I don't know where my uh, where the Hushmo is at tonight. Here we're trying to figure out uh, what's going on in the world. As always, welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Though you got me the Hushmo driving this train tonight, but wow, I don't even. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend that uh, I got this thing under control yet because I certainly do not. Trying to find, uh, this is not good, you all. Well, I'm here to tell you right now that this is not good. <clears throat> Welcome uh, to the Hushmo Black Forum, y'all. We, uh, you got me to Hushmo driving this train this evening, as always, but uh, for some reason, the train don't seem to want to go. <laughs> on the uh, proper track. <laughs> it happens like that uh, from time to time. We have to uh, <laughs> try to coerx uh, uh, this thing to uh, we have to coerx sometimes this thing to uh, act right. Uh, this is one of those times here. We <laughs> uh, Hopefully uh, okay, here we go, y'all. We got it. <clears throat> yeah, sometimes we have to coerce uh, my studio to come up and act right, y'all. We got it now, though. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. It's uh, April, April 12th, 2014. Wow, how time flies when you're having fun out here, y'all. Lord knows we have too much fun. Uh, a lot of things going on in the world, y'all. We need to pay attention to. These uh, are trying times as I uh, like to uh, describe them. This 2014. Yeah, the spring of 2014. Uh, I don't know. Some, uh, is Bubba still leading uh, the Masters? You know? I'm putting my money on the 20-year-old, y'all. That's a 20-year-old kid, uh, Gordon uh, no, he doesn't die, but I'm putting my money on him. I think he's going to win that thing, y'all. That boy is reckless. <laughs> he reminds me of a young tiger. That boy is reckless with his uh, play. I like I like that attitude in a golfer. Yeah, I'm going to pick him to win that thing tomorrow, mañana, no doubt. I'm gonna pick him to win the whole thing. Hawks, let's see who else on here. We gotta go with We uh there we go. Trying to uh do it all, y'all, as always. You know how <laughs> we <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We We uh, 
we like to keep up with the we got three or four monitors making sure we uh keep our uh, listening audience informed the best we can we want to do our part that's what we do out here is uh cipher we <laughs> cipher things <laughs> for our uh, we advocate for uh social justice for justice on behalf of Americans we're happy to say, not because we don't love everybody, we just happen to be a part of that community and by extension find ourselves uh and Lord knows we need all the efficacy we can get, you know. I ain't too proud. <laughs> Y'all don't know. We need all the advocacy we can get. Because we uh We got a lot of folks <laughs> that we have to uh, deal with on a uh, on a uh, on a personal level here too, y'all. <laughs> y'all don't know. <laughs> y'all, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, y'all. <laughs> hey, it is what it is, but. Hey, the president out and uh, all over, out and about, y'all. He's out in uh, Austin, Texas. They're celebrating at uh, LBJ's library, celebrating the affirmative action laws and uh, whatnot that uh, he signed in the law. I saw somebody today, and it's amazing how little we know about our history. That uh, yeah, those affirmative action, all that junk that happened during the '60s, was a result of uh, Brown overturning and setting aside Plessy in 1954. From then on, from that point. Through the civil rights march and all that craziness, uh, we caught hell trying to get uh, some form of uh, uh, justice uh, from that Brown thing, instituting this civil part of that due process. By the way, the uh, financial, uh, the rep- uh, racist part of that due process was never acted on. Was never acted on, and believe me, uh, I was injured by the separate equal laws here in the country. And uh, should have gotten uh, a reparation at that point, should have uh, petitioned that court, still can petition that court today for financial reparations uh, for uh, injuries suffered under the separate equal laws here in the country. It's my new book, y'all, Racism and Hate in American Reality. Check it out. You'll find that uh, this economic inequality that... Uh, seem to be in the forefront uh, of uh, the nation's conscience didn't just uh, come about in a vacuum, y'all. It didn't just happen to be that way. It is that way in large part because of uh, the laws of uh, this country that was in play. Uh, that economic divide is has a lot to do with uh, the separation of discriminatory laws against the uh, uh, the citizens of the country here. We pointed out in my book, uh, Racism and Hate in American Reality, we got, go to my website, hushmoblack.com, because we post an excerpt from that book every week, and our latest is our eighth uh, excerpt from it, dealing with uh, the separate equal things, but we look at uh, uh, a petition that uh, W.E.B. Du Bois put together to present to the United Nations back in 1947. Uh, that thing is relevant because it, it points a, uh, it gives a, a, a graphic account of where we were 
uh, as a community back then uh, under uh, the separate equal laws in 1947. Uh, um, W.E.B. Du Bois, uh, NAACP, had, uh, uh, was going to the United Nations seeking redress uh, for the, uh, the uh, discriminatory uh, laws that Plessy had in place then. Uh, just so happened, just so happened, our own United States representatives to that newly formed body of the United Nations prevented uh, prevented uh, <laughs> the petition prepared by W.E.B. Du Bois from ever uh, uh, coming uh, uh, up to the fore for business. Our own representatives here in the country, because remember that uh, newly formed United Nations. One of the things they were uh, dealing with at that time was the uh, uh, treatment of the Jews uh, in Nazi Germany. That was right after World War II. And they was looking at uh, discrimination on all levels in all countries. And uh, surely W.E.B. Du Bois thought, NAACP and black folks thought, surely if this newly formed body up there in New York City can be addressing uh, the atrocities of Hitler, (laughs) we... So they uh, uh, sure as hell can uh, uh, look at the atrocities of uh, uh, this country uh, right here, uh, uh, dealing with its own uh, minority citizens. And, uh, yeah, uh, just a riveting uh, account of uh, our uh, history here in the country. Y'all, y'all check it out, excerpt eight uh, from my book, Racism and Hate. Of this petition to the United Nations prepared by uh, uh, W.E.B. Du Bois first uh, circulated. The only place really you could find this thing is um, the 1947 November edition of the Crisis Magazine. I reprinted it by uh, uh, with their permission. This is just a rare piece of uh, a work from uh, W.E.B. Du Bois, one of our greatest uh, social scientists, if not the Great social scientists of this uh, are those that uh, studied uh, American African for sure. W.E.B. Du Bois, y'all check it out. It's worth uh, the book price alone. That uh, that uh, essay is. Yeah, we uh, it's about ten minutes after seven here in the ATL. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful day. Uh, spring is really truly strong. Zenoh 10 last week. We kind of miss you all. Yeah, we we were up there uh, surprising my brother-in-law who retired, uh, and we uh, the family got together and threw him a surprise retirement party. Really, really surprising. You may have seen some of the pictures out on my Facebook page of him uh, <laughs> being utterly uh, surprised. Had a pretty good time up in OH10. That weather is different. I mean, but the days, <coughs> the days were fairly uh, mild. I mean, the evening's got a little cool. Uh, <coughs> we flew up. <coughs> I was having second thoughts about flying since they lost that big old 777. Still ain't found it. But we uh, went on and flew anyway since we had uh, we had got the ticket sometime earlier. So we 
I decided to fly on, but tell you the truth, the hushman went to uh, the hushman while wow, Washington got out on the one that I lead. The hushman went to sleep on the land and up there in Akron and uh, almost came out of his seat that the thing kind of dropped out the sky and uh, <laughs> uh, it was kind of funny. Uh, but uh, wow. Washington just uh, got up to one to nothing here, y'all. That's baseball, y'all. Wow. First pitch of the game. Score one to nothing. What kind of stuff is that? <laughs> we, <clears throat> but we got the national number, y'all. They can't beat us. They can't beat us. We not, they, only, they only lost three games uh, this whole year. <laughs> to watch the national, guess what? We beat them all three. What we care about them ain't nothing. That's we don't care nothing about them now. I'm going to tell you that right now. Hey, Facebook friend, what's up? Check out my blog uh, uh, out there on uh, my website, touchmoblack.com. Go to my blog page and <clears throat> join the conversation now. join in the conversation because it's, it's important first of all i mean we can't uh sit around and just be playing defense <laughs> against uh, whatever come our way <laughs> we as a community that is we got to place we got to have some offensive plays that are booked we can't just be sitting back defending our voting rights uh stand your ground rights uh this rights and our uh, unemployment rights and all this junk. We can't just continue uh, to play defense. Yeah, we have to uh, have some offensive plays too in the game. Oh me, uh, reparation. I was injured as an American rapper and sent born prior to 1954 uh, by the Civil Equal Laws here in this state and in this country. Uh, indeed. Uh, we uh, owe millions right now. The state, the republic, uh, is trying to uh, exacerbate uh, uh, poor people's problem uh, uh, that they cause. That <laughs> they they want to exacerbate uh, the uh, income inequality by uh, <clears throat> taking more from uh, <laughs> the victims of uh, uh, the policies of the state now. That's what Paul Ryan's uh, budget does, to the tune of some $2.5 trillion over 10 years is what he said. He's taking that rep from Medicaid or poor people. Who's economically uh, disadvantaged because of uh, the state, the republic, uh, the laws that it had in place with Friday 1954, a week to seven That's track right there, boy. Where you going, son? Mm-hmm. Where do you think you're going? That's the right. That's the right. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Good pitch. That boy thought he was on base. There's something. I don't know what he thought. I don't know what he thought. <clears throat> Hey, 
Hey, y'all, it's about a quarter after. I'm going to take a quick pause for the calls here. We'll be right back and get into the meat of our show. <laughs> We're going to cover that uh, excerpt. We're going to cover that petition to the United Nations that uh, W.E.B. Du Bois put together, uh, depicting uh, the plight of uh, some 15 million Americans African descent uh, back uh, during that uh, separate equal period. We're going to share that with the audience tonight. So we're going to be right back and dive into it. Uh, Y'all hang in there. We'll be right back. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmore Black Forum. Tell your friends about it. Saturday, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here. In
We like we like to talk out at people. Hey, here's here's a man coming up there now. Here's a man coming up there now. Coming up the plate, y'all. I told you we're following two or three different thermometers here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we following two or three different uh We follow two or three different uh, events. Tell you what, this guy is really on top of that ball there, Mister Mister Justin Hopkins boy. He's really on top of everything, hitting everything hard. He's hitting everything hard. Mm-hmm. Trying to uh, don't throw that ball there no more. You throw that ball there no more. It's gonna be three to nothing. You throw another one of those balls in there. It's gonna be three to nothing. <clears throat> throw another ball down there. This game is gonna be three to nothing real quickly. He don't believe me. 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 Uh, been uh, 
carried out against uh, the Jews in Nazi Germany uh, in their newly formed civil rights uh, division of that uh, United Nations. Surely it was a contention of uh, the NAACP and W.E.B. Du Bois that uh, this new world body, since they were looking at um, they were looking at the uh, the plight of uh, minorities uh, in in various countries throughout the world. Uh, it would be a great opportunity uh, for them to uh, look at uh, the uh, injustices uh, that uh, America's African descent was going through right here. Uh oh, was going through. Uh oh, right here in uh, these United States. Uh, right here. Boy, we are knocking that ball all over the place. Hey, uh, uh, it's about uh, 7.30 in the ATL. Here we're going to take another quick pause for the call. We'll be back and get into this uh, petition. Y'all hang in there. You're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Saturday, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Well, that price tag on that reparation should be about, should have been uh, back then, about $2.5 trillion. Uh, we're going to go about uh, 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 see it and how the Justice Department here today can uh, petition the court on our behalf for that uh, reparation. Oh, I mean, we, we, we ain't talking about relitigating anything. The case has already been litigated for some 20 years. Third with Marshall, Charles Hamilton, Houston, and Oliver Hill and those guys, they fought that thing for 20 years. They're all trying to set aside Plessy and all of the codified uh, separate equal Jim Crow laws that that thing held in place. <laughs> they fought that thing for 20 years. Yeah, yeah and Brown, <laughs> people think that Brown was just about some school integration. Oh, so I it was about, hey, yeah, it was about school integration. That one part of it, a small part of it. It was about a, a, a much more, yeah. I think so. That's it. Yeah, come on. Come on, yeah. That thing set aside a lot more than blessing. I mean, set aside a lot more than uh, uh, blessing held together a lot more uh, uh, discriminatory laws than uh, just school integration. You know, that thing devastated us in the workplace. The trade unions and everything else was in, uh, kept us out because of uh, the separate equal law. Yeah. And now they look at us like they're crazy when uh, somebody talk, uh, start talking about reparations. They look at us like we're crazy. That guy did the same thing last night. Oh, Bryce, Bryce Hopper, he's a very good friend. You'll let him, man. instructed to do is any good butter left-handed especially bunt the ball right at the second baseman and then win the race we really have him done we really have him done all day so here is Branson yeah dangerous as that man is I'd rather have Bryson uh, <laughs> Bryson off a button yeah I give you a butt single absolutely all day now we can't give him no more. We gotta shut the rest of the folks down. He wanna give he wanna get on with a butt, let him get on with a butt. But we're gonna shut the rest of these chubs down. Hey, this is me talking now. We 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 talking baseball here. Y'all <laughs> Hey hey face straight right there. Hey my Facebook fans, y'all don't know what the heck we're talking about. We <laughs> we all over the place this evening, y'all. <laughs> we uh calling the games. <laughs> We uh multitasking, talking about Brown though, yeah. Brown and uh what that thing did for us in nineteen fifty four. Uh, and what it didn't do for us because we never uh uh we never uh petitioned the courts for financial reparation back then. Uh, because of uh, mainly uh, this uh, threat of uh, racial terrorism, what does it amount to? Absolutely. Third of March, when the legal team then petitioned that court back then for financial reparation because they thought it would uh, uh, heighten racial tension here in the South. Yeah. <laughs> if you can imagine that. If you can imagine that now. <laughs> uh, uh, which was completely bogus because uh, uh, 
racial uh, uh, unrest continued and, in fact, did increase after that decision in 1954. Uh, blacks was killed uh, still here in this country, murdered in the teal, uh, the bombing, uh, the Birmingham bombings and all that junk uh, after, after Brown. Uh, without us petitioning the court for financial reparation, uh, <laughs> I contend that uh, I was injured. That was around then, and I have, still have a right. There's no uh, statute of limitation on uh, uh, genocide. That's what the separate equal laws was. Nothing less than uh, genocide. People died. Hundreds of people died under that uh, construct. They, uh, W. E. B. Du Bois. <laughs> he painted a picture of uh, where we were uh, in the 1940s, living under uh, the separate equal. He painted a vivid picture of uh, where we were, where the country was, in terms of uh, race relations back then. Thought he'd take his case, our case, to the United Nations, see if we could uh, rest some some kind of justice out of this new, the newly formed body. W. E. B. Du Bois, 1947 petition to the United Nations, um, taken right from the Crisis Magazine. Um, in November edition of 1947, there were, in the United States of America, in 1940, some 12,865,000 native-born citizens, something less than a tenth of a nation, who forms largely a segregated caste with restricted legal rights. There's some of these 12 million Americans of African descent with restricted legal rights and many illegal disabilities. They are descendants of Africans brought to America during the 16th, 17th, 18th, and 19th centuries and reduced to slave labor. This group has no complete biological unity, but varies in color from white to black and comprise a great variety of physical characteristics, since many are the offsprings of white European Americans, as well as of Africans and American Indians. There are a large number of white Americans who also descend from Negroes, but who are not counted in the color group, uh, no subjected to the caste restrictions because the preponderance of white blood conceals their descent. The so-called American Negro group, therefore, while it is in no sense absolutely set off physically from its fellow Americans, has nevertheless a strong hereditary cultural unity born of slavery. 
of common suffering, prolonged prescription, and curtailed political and civil rights. And especially because of economic and social disabilities, largely from this fact, have arisen their cultural gifts to America. Their rhythm, music, and folk song, their religious faith and custom, their contribution to American art and literature, their defense of their country in every war on land, sea, and in the air, and especially the hard, continuous toll upon which the prosperity and wealth of this continent has largely been built. This is W.E.B. Du Bois, uh, his petition, his uh, um, critique of the plight of American African descent at this point in time, 1940s. Uh, he put this critique together to represent uh, to the United Nations uh, seeking out uh, some uh, regress uh, on behalf of uh, the 12 million who we talk about here in this uh, essay. This group has long been internally divided by the dilemma as to whether this striving upward should be aimed at strengthening its intercultural and group bonds, both for intrinsic progress and for offensive power against caste, or whether it should seek escape wherever and however possible into the surrounding American culture. Decisions in this matter has been largely determined by our compulsion rather than in a plan. The prolonged policies of segregation and discrimination have involuntarily wilted the mass almost into a nation within a nation with its own school, churches, hospitals, newspapers, and many business enterprises. The result has been to make American Negroes to a wide extent provincial, introvert, self-conscious, narrowly raised law, but it has also inspired them to frantic and often successful effort to achieve, to deserve, to show the world their capacity to share moral civilization. As a result of their, as a result, there is almost no area of American civilization in which the Negro has not made credible showing in the face of all his handicaps. If, however, the effect of color caste system on the North American Negro has been both good and bad, its effects on white America has been disastrous. It has repeatedly led the greatest modern attempt at democracy and democratic government to deny its political ideas, to falsify its philanthropy, assertions and to make its religion to a great extent hypocritical. No nation which boldly declared that all men are created equal proceeded to build its economy on chattel slavery. Masters who declared race, mixture, and possible sold their own children into slavery and left a mulatto progeny which neither law nor science can today disentangle. Churches which <laughs> excuse slavery as calling the heathens to God refuse to recognize the freedom of converts or admit them to equal communion. Sectional strife over the profit of slave labor and conscientious revolt against making human beings real estate 
led to bloody civil war and to a partial emancipation of slaves, which nevertheless, even to this day, is not complete. Hey, y'all, I'm just saying. Hey, this is uh, W.E.B. Du Bois here, y'all. A petition he put together outlining the plight of Americans after the Senate this juncture in their journey here in the country. Um, we're going to we're going to take this up. It's about uh, ten minutes till hour eight o'clock, y'all. It's time for another break, y'all. How time flies when you're having fun. We're going to get through this thing, y'all. This is such a come on. It's about time for Jason to break out of his little uh, mini slump here, y'all, because he's in the ball pretty good. It's about time for him to jump on one. It's about time for him to jump on one of these balls, y'all. Hey, we're going to take another quick pause for the calls. Uh, We don't know what's going on with the buttons here. This thing, for some reason, I don't know where that ball was, y'all. They got an umpire. They got an umpire behind the plate right behind the man. (laughs) That's what I was here looking at it on my monitor. (laughs) Think he know more about it. <laughs> that thing should have looked like a strike to me, though. Oh, yeah, a strike right there. Come on, Jason. Get going, boy. Jason will knock that thing out of there, too. I don't think he would. Mm-hmm. Boom! He'll knock that thing out of there. Tried to get that one. He tried to get that one, y'all. Hey, uh, we're going to come back here and uh, get back into this petition to the United Nations seeking some kind of regress in front of that newly formed body in 1947 on behalf of uh, Americans who actually sent here. Uh, This is some seven years before Brown uh, finally overturned uh, Sassy, y'all, but we I wound up not uh, petitioning that uh, court at the time in 1954 for financial reparations. And this document here clearly uh, demonstrates uh, uh, the fact that uh, under the several legal laws, we were uh, devastated. Boom! <clears throat> we were devastated. Boom! That does answer the farthest part of the field. We just missed that thing. <laughs> yeah, we we uh boom, that ball went right under your feet there, boy.
He didn't want nothing to do with that ball, yo. I can tell you that right now. So 55 in the ATL, y'all. That's a beautiful, uh, beautiful day here uh, in the 70s. Looks like spring has sprung. Like spring has sprung, uh, it's 78 degrees out there right now. Wow! So we pollen, pollen's in the air now. If you got allergies and things like that, you uh, you might be suffering right now. You might be suffering right now with some of the uh, different allergies that we got around the ATL. And uh, we got them all. <laughs> We got them all this time of year. Everything's in bloom. Everything's in bloom here, yeah. Everything is in bloom. We got to score a few more runs here. We have to come out to baseball here, yeah. take another break here y'all come back after the hour and get into the rest of this uh critique of uh the fight of america's happiness out there and uh prior to uh prior to dissolving uh the separate equal laws here just a riveting account of uh, just where uh, we were an honest account hey wasn't you know we we made some strides great strides from uh from slavery uh, up to uh, 1947, by the time he, we had made great, great strides, but was still a suffering um, tremendously under uh, the separate equal uh, laws here in the country. So we're going we're gonna to get back to it <coughs> after the hour. <coughs> we'll be back. Y'all hang in there. You got me to hush, but we'll be right back. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Thank you. 
not an easy stretch for Washington. This series, they head to Miami, then to home three more with the Cardinals, three with the Angels, and four with the Padres. It's a two weeks. three days of April. Congress, of course, have never had a favor in the history of their franchise. The team has Miguel Cabrera, Victor Martinez, and others in that lineup. Welcome back to Festival Backform. I don't know what's going on with my uh what's going on with my uh my studio here. Uh, just trying to get this thing to uh act right, y'all. <clears throat> Are we doing the best we can? Are we gonna <laughs> we gonna keep <laughs> Hey, we we gonna we gonna make the most of it. No doubt about it. We uh driving this train tonight. We we doing the work of uh we doing the work of a number of people, y'all. I wanna let you know that. Uh get rid of this. See if this messed it up. We we doing the work of uh several people, y'all. No doubt. We <laughs> <laughs> and I mean several people here. Yeah, we uh I don't know, but we we enjoy <clears throat> what we do. Driving this train, you know, it takes uh, four people to uh operate the train. Did y'all know that y'all know anything about conducting 
or <laughs> railroading. <laughs> Do y'all know anything about railroading now? It takes four people to, uh, <clears throat> for that train to move. Before that train can even move, it has to have four workers. The engineer, the conductor, the brakeman, and a flagman. And a flagman. That's got to have those four four personnel before that thing can even move. Now. It used to be that way now. It used to be that way. Now, things, things change. Everything is automated. They had a they got trains driving themselves nowadays. Run all by the computer. Of course, one of them did run off the track and ran into a building. The, <laughs> the, the, the operator was asleep and had that thing on all the pilot. Yeah, there's still, <laughs> there is still a, a, a need <clears throat> for a, a human hand on the train. Yeah. It's just like that thing that disappeared. <laughs> they talking about now putting all the pilots on all the planes so that the uh, where is this character going that he, he's running somewhere where is he going send something Angel will say yeah I know these guys well so here we go and that's going to go ahead and try just in an effort to try to keep this inning going and have two on what are you going to try to say? The guy wasn't was safe at first? Or what? Mm-hmm. He's out. That guy's out. Their defense coordinator and Nashville. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's the National Replay Guru or not. This is, of course, Ross. That guy's out. That guy's out right there. That's what I say now, y'all. Don't, but that's really the umpire. Out. Guys out. That guy's out. Mm-hmm. That guy's out. It has to be conclusive evidence that yeah, absolutely. a mistake to overturn it. They can say it stands because there wasn't enough clear evidence on a replay to overturn it. I mean, what thing is going on? I understand the technology and communication issues and all of that. Well, that didn't take but a second. Even the umpires are looking at the center field scoreboard while they wait for a decision from New York. This was the challenge that John Schultz spoke with us about in spring training. Get the calls right, but not interrupt the unique flow of our game. It's Woods taking warm-up tosses now. 
and to make his religion to a great extent hypocritical, a nation which boldly declared that all men are created equal, proceeded to build its economy on shadow slavery. Masters who declared race mixture impossible sold their own children into slavery and left a mulatto progeny which neither law nor science can today disentangle. Churches with, which excuse slavery as calling the heathens to God refused to recognize the freedom of converts or admit them to equal communion. Sectional strife over the profits of slave labor and conscious revolt against making human beings real estate led to bloody civil war and to a partial emancipation of slaves, which nevertheless, even to this day, is not complete. Now, he's talking about this emancipation that uh, caused some 600,000 people to die in this bloody civil war. It's still not complete today here in 1947 at that time. This is before Brown, yeah. This is before Brown, remember. He's describing a period in our history uh, when we were living under uh, the seven equal Jim Crow laws of the country here. That's what he's describing here. Poverty, ignorance, disease, and crime have been forced on these unfortunate victims of greed to an extent far beyond any social necessity. And a great nation, which today ought to be in the forefront of the march toward peace and democracy, finds itself continually making common cause with race hate, prejudice, exploitation, and oppression of the common man. It's had noble words of turned against it because they are contradicted in every syllable by the treatment of the American Negro for 328 years. Slavery in America is a strange and contradictory story. It cannot be regarded as mainly either a theoretical problem of, of morals or a scientific problem of race. From either of these points of view, the rise of slavery in America is simply inexplicable. Looking at the facts, frankly, slavery evidently was a matter of economics a question of income and labor rather than a problem of right and wrong or of the physical differences in men. Once slavery began to be the source of vast income for men and nations, there followed a frantic search for moral and racial justifications Such excuses were found, and men did not inquire too carefully into either their logic or truth. The 20 Negroes brought to Virginia in 1619 were not the first who had landed in this continent for 
a century uh, for a century, a small number of Negroes had been arrived in their service as laborers, as free adventurers. The southwestern part of the United States was first traveled by four explorers of whom uh, one was an African Negro, Negro to come in early schools like De Leon and Men, uh, Menendez in the southeast of the United States, but just as the earlier black visitors of West Indies could be Virginia. These important black laborers in 1619 and after came to be worn uh, for raising of tobacco and was the money crop, which was the money crop. In the minds of early planters, there was no distinction as to labor, whether it was white or black. In the beginning, yeah, every, everybody was equal. In the beginning, they say. But things got out of hand when they uh, ran into a problem with uh, white labor. When they ran into a problem with white labor and seeing how easy or much uh, 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 easy it was to extract free labor out of slaves, uh, uh, out of enslaving uh, the Africans. They uh, proceeded on that course. Negro labor was flooded the market because of the European slave traders, internal strife in Africa, and because in America the Negroes were increasingly stripped of legal defense. For these reasons, America, America became a land of black slavery. And there arose first the fabulously rich sugar empire, then the cotton kingdom, and finally colonial imperialism. Then came an inevitable fight between free labor and democracy on the one hand, and slave labor with its huge profits on the other. Black slaves were the spearhead of this fight. They were the first in America to stage the sit-down strike, to slow up and sabotage the work of the plantation. They revolted time after time, and no matter what recorded history may say, the the enacted laws against slave revolt are unanswerable testimony as to what these revolts meant all over America, the slaves themselves especially, imperiled the whole slave system by escape from slavery. It was the fugitive slave more than the slave revolt, which finally threatened investment and income. An organization for helping fugitive slaves through freed northern Negroes and their white friends in the guise of an underground movement was of tremendous influence. Finally, it was the Negro soldier as a co-fighter with the whites for independence from the British economy, economic empire, which began emancipation. The British bid for their his help in the colonials against their first impulse had to uh, be it in return, virtually to promise the Negro soldier freedom after the Revolutionary War. Wow, this is heavy here, y'all. This is W.E.B. Du Bois uh, tracking uh, the nation's history here back in 1947. Remember, this guy was almost 80 years old when he put this thing together. This guy has been studying out history for some 60 years up to this point. Boom. Yes, he was almost 80 years old in 1947 when he 
just got this stuff now. Just over half a century at that point, he had it down. Oh, he had it down. Now. This is an excerpt from his uh, Money Mill work, uh, 300 Years of Discrimination Against the Negro. I think he pulled this uh, critique out of <laughs> oh, what this guy got down. He was, uh, is the real deal. Finally, there was a Negro soldier, he said, as a co-fighter with the rights for independence from the British Economic Empire, which began emancipation. We talking about the Revolutionary War. We talking about the British bid for his help, and the Colonials, against their first impulse, had to bid in return and virtually uh, to uh, promise the Negro soldier freedom after the Revolutionary War. A lot of blacks. Yeah, man, we ain't talking about a lot, but some blacks did get their freedom by fighting in that Revolutionary War. Remember, blacks have fought in every war the country has ever had. W.E.B. Du Bois, the mother's people fought in that revolutionary war. They got blamed up in Massachusetts. Yeah, W.E.B. Du Bois, folks. Those folks, that boy was born into a mill clan. Because his people fought uh, in that uh, revolutionary war. It was a, a protection of American Negro sailors as well as whites, that the War of 1812 uh, was uh, precipitated. And after independence from England was accomplished, freedom for the black laboring class and enfranchisement for whites and blacks was in sight. In the meantime, however, white labor had continued to regard the United States as a place of refuge, as a place for free land. For continuous employment and higher wages for freedom of thought. Hey, well, back to business, here, y'all, with the as more than a tear. This boy's on tear right here, y'all. We talking about the baseball game here, y'all. We... <laughs> hey, y'all, it's about, uh, wow, 822 in the ATL. Y'all, how time flies when you're having fun. Boom! Justice is hitting that ball like crazy, y'all. It's all parts of the park. <laughs> Everything he hit is hitting hard. Crazy, yeah. 
Hey, we uh gonna take another quick pause for the calls here, y'all. What time is it? Eight twenty-four in the ATL. And we're gonna come back and wrap this petition up. This thing is so so fascinating. Yeah, obviously we we know this history, but a lot of people don't. Uh, a lot of people don't uh, have an idea what uh, was taking place there before Brown. This thing uh, captures uh, it. Uh, this uh, petition that the V.B. Boys put together in 1947, y'all, taken from the Crisis Magazine, the NAACP's uh, Crisis Magazine that was uh, published uh, in 1947, the November edition. Is where this uh, article first appeared. Uh, we uh, reproduce it in our book, Racism and Hate, an American Reality, uh, with the permission of uh, the Crisis Magazine. We want to thank them for allowing us to share this important historical uh, document with uh, the readers. It's just a fabulous piece of our history here, yeah. Uh, just a fabulous piece of our history. We're going to come back after this break and finish it up. And finish it up, y'all. Had W.E.B. Du Bois been allowed to present this thing to the body of the United Nations at that time, I think we uh, would have been a lot further along economically uh, when Brown came about uh, seven years later. Uh, I think we would have been in a much better position to, uh, uh, and would have been much more educated to uh, the effects of uh, the separate equal and been more prepared to uh, demand uh, a financial reparation from the court then. Uh, Mainly, uh, the reason uh, uh, reason, uh, uh, another reason that Thurgood Marshall's legal team then petitioned that court is because the citizens uh, uh, didn't uh, demand uh, that he do so because of uh, um, ignorance of the law, ignorance of uh, what exactly is uh, reparations and financial reparation and 14th Amendment rights violations and how that whole thing uh, play out in terms of uh, um Repaying injuries uh, uh, done here. We, we as a community was uh, woefully uh, uh, undereducated at that time in terms of our legal uh, rights and things. I make no uh, apologies for that. It was just uh, it was all part of the miseducation of the Negro that uh, we suffered under the separate equal laws. Absolutely. Uh, does it? Uh, uh, doesn't stop me from uh, doesn't stop me from demanding uh, doesn't stop me from demanding uh, reparation here today. Now that I <laughs> fully uh, am aware of uh, what transpired, uh, there's no statute of limitation on my, my ability. I've already won. Uh, uh, the case. We already won this case, y'all. Yeah? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, oh, yeah, we already won this case. We don't have to relitigate anything. All we have to do is petition the state, uh, the republic, uh, for uh, damages. Done on the, the separate equals uh, laws that Plessy uh, held in place. Absolutely. That's our argument. That's where we're going with this thing. Uh, that's where we're going to carry our fight right to the state. Hey, hang in there. We're going to be right back. We're going to take a quick pause for the calls here. Advocating on your behalf. You're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
See what's going on <laughs> with the brazier, y'all. This is always tough series. Tough series between the Braves and the National. For some reason, we always seem to come out on top over the last couple of years. The one team, our main rival. One of the best teams in baseball, too, y'all. Mm-hmm. Lee Washington National is one of the best teams in baseball. And we seem to handle them like, uh, we seem to handle those jokers like we own them. I wish we played as well as just everybody else. I wish we played as well against everybody else as we play against the national. Of course, that's not the case. Team like the Mets, who don't have nowhere near, who don't have nowhere near the personnel. That the Nats have. They come in and beat us like we stole something. Took two uh, out of three away uh, from us. This last series. They, uh, just seem to be a better matchup for our lineup. Than the, than the national. I just seem to be that way sometimes with different teams, different matchups.
Mm-hmm. We are uh, trying to uh, Jason, they weren't trying to piss the Jason. 
Mm-mm. Don't blame me. Wait a minute, you want to piss somebody that big? No. <laughs> I don't even blame you, son. I wouldn't be trying to piss to him either. I wouldn't be trying to piss to him. I think Jason's going to steal his base. He ain't did nothing tonight, so he's got a he ton of energy. So I think he's going to take off and steal his base, yo. We are calling the, the game here, y'all. Bear with the Hushmo. Bear with the Hushmo here. That boy don't run. Pitcher done got nervous. Pitcher done got nervous, y'all. Uh, the umpire is uncertain, so then it appears to have gotten away. 
Hayward's in the second on a free unassisted put out at first to BJ Upton. Ready has singled, scored, and popped out. The Braves got away with one there, y'all. The Braves got away with one right there. Your husband and I went completely off on the tangent there, y'all. We're gonna we're gonna take another pause. It's about ten minutes here. We're gonna take another pause for the calls and come back and finish up for the night. Y'all hanging there, you got me in the husmo. Advocated on your behalf. You're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace. Thank <laughs> you. 
Uh, surely those atrocities were uh, great. Uh, <clears throat> uh, we <clears throat> had our own issues here <clears throat> in this country dealing with uh, the separate equal laws, the discriminatory laws uh, that uh, was in play here uh, after that uh, Civil War. We was catching holy heck, as uh, as you might uh, uh, can imagine. The new mass slaves became competitors of white labor and drove white labor for refuge refuge into the arms of employers whose interests were founded on slave labor. The doctrine of race inferiority was used to convince white labor that they had the right to be free and to vote. The doctrine of race inferiority was used to convince white labor that they had the right to be free and to vote. While the Negroes must be slaves or depressed the wages of rights. Western free soil became additional lure and compensation if it could be restricted to free labor. On the other hand, the fight of the slaveholders against democracy increased with the spread of the wealth and power of the cotton kingdom. Through political power based on slaves, they became the dominant political force in the United States. They were successful in expanding into Mexico and tried to penetrate the Caribbean. Finally, they demanded for slavery a part of the free soil of the West. And because of this last excessive and, in fact, impossible effort, a civil war to preserve and extend slavery ensued. <clears throat> wow, y'all. Yeah. This fight for slave labor was echoed in the law. The free Negro was systematically discouraged, disfranchised, and reduced to serfdom. He became the law, he became by law the easy victim of the kidnapper and liable to treatment as a fugitive slave. The church, influenced by wealth and respectability, was predominantly on the side of the slave owner. Oh, yeah, y'all, y'all didn't know that? Yes, you did. Come on. What are they doing now? That's just about going to wrap it up for here. We're going to come back next week and finish up on uh, W.E.B. Du Bois. We still got some more. We still got some points to make about this uh, petition. We're going to leave it right that the church, influenced by wealth and, uh, and respectability, was predominantly on the side of the slave owner and on the side of the slave owner. An effort was made to make uh, the uh, degradation of the Negro as a race Supreme Court decision. <laughs> hey, y'all, we're going to leave it right there. We'll be back next week. Y'all hang in there. You got me to hush mode. Uh, y'all have a good weekend. Until next week, ciao.
The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Hushmo Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com.